Hello friends, I'm Wayne Shepherd. We're so glad you're with us today for Encounter God's Truth. We're welcoming back a very special friend of our program, guest speaker Dr. Woodrow Kroll. Like Dr. John Whitcomb, Dr. Kroll is well known as a Bible teacher and author. He also has extensive experience as a professor and a college president. But many of us remember him especially from his 23 years as president and senior Bible teacher for the international radio broadcast, Back to the Bible. Dr. Kroll now serves the Lord through Woodrow Kroll Ministries and is a teacher for the Helios Projects, by which he provides biblical and theological training to pastors all around the world, many of which have no formal theological education. We've been blessed to have Dr. Kroll with us several times before on Encounter God's Truth, and you can find all of those past broadcasts at sermonaudio.com slash Whitcomb. His presentations always reinforce the certainty we have that God's Word is true from the beginning to the end. He has a special message for us today, and he begins by taking us to Romans chapter 3. I invite you to turn there with us if you're able. The title of this unique lesson is, How God Blessed the World Through the Jews. Here now is Dr. Woodrow Kroll. Are you a Jewish person today? Do you identify with Moses and Abraham? Are you one of the children of God's promise? Well, if you are, thank you. Now, I am not Jewish. Some people thought that I was when I was on the radio for so many years, but I am not Jewish. I was born in a Gentile home. In fact, my grandmother on my father's side, my paternal grandmother, came to this country from Poland, came to the U.S. She was placed on a ship. I think she was 12 or maybe 14, placed uh, by family members in Europe, placed on a ship, sent over here and received by family members here. And she made the journey at 12 all by herself. She came from Poland and there were many Jews in Poland, especially those days but I am not Jewish. I have a German background. I have a Polish background, but no Jewish blood in me at all. So if you are Jewish today, or if you're not so much aware of Jewishness, of being a Jew, perhaps you've even been a bit anti-Semitic. You're a believer. You just, you hear so many things about the Jews and, and maybe you've believed them. But I want you to know, as a Gentile, I am saying to you, my Jewish friends, thank you. Because I, as a Gentile, have been greatly blessed by you and your Jewish family. I want to talk with all of you today, Gentiles and Jews, from God's word about how God blessed the world through the Jews. Now, you may find this a bit strange. (laughs) I appreciate that. But I'm going to take you to the Word of God in three instances and to two other historical facts to prove to you that God has blessed this world through the Jewish nation. First of all, let me take you to Romans chapter 3. One of the great chapters of the, I think, the greatest book in the New Testament, Romans. Romans chapter 3, verses 1 and 2 say this. Then what advantage has the Jew? Or what is the value of circumcision? 
the mark of being Jewish. Much in every way, Paul says, to begin with, the Jews were entrusted with the oracles of God. Now, remember, Paul is a Jew himself, born to Jewish parents. Paul was such a good Jew, he was trained as a rabbi, and not just trained at any old rabbinic school. He was trained at the feet of the great Gamaliel, one of the great Jewish rabbis of all time. Paul was greatly blessed by being a Jew. And so when he writes here and says, what advantage does a Jew have? And he says, much in every way, he's saying, well, let me tell you from my experience. Let me tell you as a Jew how the world has been blessed by the Jews. What Paul is saying here in Romans 3, 1 and 2, he's saying God blessed all nations with his word through the Jews. Now think about this. God has blessed all nations with the Bible. Every book of the Bible, with the possible exception of Job, Luke, and Acts, every book of the Bible was written by Jewish people. God used the Jews to bring the word of God to me, a Gentile. God blessed all nations with the Bible. Now, thank God for Johannes Gutenberg, who invented movable type and printed the first Bible, the Gutenberg Bible. Thank God for him. Thank God for Martin Luther, who tacked his 95 theses on the church door of Wittenberg in 1517. He wanted a discussion about the Bible, the authority of the Bible. Luther never intended to start a revolution. All he wanted was a fair and balanced discussion of the Bible, which came from the Jews. So first of all, how God blessed the world, God blessed all nations with the Bible. And the Bible came from the Jews. So today, every promise in the book is mine, or a lot of them at least. Every chapter, every verse, every line, all the blessings of his love divine, all those came through God's word, my friend, which came to us Gentiles through the Jews. How did God bless the world through the Jews? First of all, he blessed the world by giving us his word through the Jewish people. Now, let me take you a little deeper into the book of Romans. We're going to go to Romans chapter 9 now. And I want you to see how God blessed all nations with the Messiah. God blessed all nations with the Bible, but he also blessed all nations with the Messiah. Think about this. This is Romans 9, beginning at verse 1. I am speaking the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience bears me witness in the Holy Spirit that I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart. For I could wish that I myself were accursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my brothers, my kinsmen according to the flesh. They are Israelites. And to them belong the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the worship and the promises. To them belong the patriarchs. And from their race, according to the flesh, 
is the Christ, who is God over all, blessed forever. Amen. Now, you see what Paul is saying here? He's saying, look, if it were possible, and it's not, he knows it's not, but he says, I could wish that I myself were accursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my brothers, my kinsmen according to the flesh. Paul was saying, if it were possible to save the Jewish race by my condemnation to hell forever, he says, I would do it. I love my people. Now he goes on quickly to say it's not possible. He can't give his life for others. Only Jesus did that. Jesus, by the way, who was Jewish. (laughs) Paul says, I would do it if I could, because they're Israelites, and look now, to them belong the adoption. To them belong the glory. To them belong the covenants, the giving of the law, the worship, and the promises. The patriarchs belong to the Jews. And from the Jews, according to the flesh, comes the Messiah, who is God over all, not just the Jews, blessed forever. Amen. You see, the Son of God became a man through a nation. And that nation was Israel. The Son of God became a man through a Jewish virgin. And that Jewish virgin was married to a Jewish man who was not the physical father of the Son of God. But he took him in like his own son and raised him as a good and godly father would. A Jewish father and a Jewish mother. God blessed all nations with the Messiah. Because the Messiah is not just Israel's Messiah, not just Israel's deliverer. The Messiah is not just the anointed one for the Jews only. He is the anointed one for the entire world. Yes, God has blessed all nations with the Bible through the Jewish people. But he's also blessed all nations with the Messiah through the Jewish people. God the Son became a man through a nation. And that nation was Israel. Now, I'm telling you this today because there seems to be a rise in anti-Semitism in the world today. There's certainly a rise in anti-Semitism in the West, certainly in Europe. It's been in Europe for years. It has now come to the United States, my homeland, many people in my homeland look warily upon the Jewish people. They claim the Jews own everything. They claim the Jews run everything. They claim the Jews direct Hollywood. They claim the Jews direct the United States court. And they claim everything that they don't like that the Jews are responsible for. Now, why do they do that? Well, because mankind is basically evil. We are sinful people. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And Satan doesn't like the Jewish people. Satan doesn't like the Jews because God does. 
Satan doesn't like the Jewish people because God blessed all nations with the Bible through the Jewish people. And Satan doesn't like the Jewish people because God blessed all nations with the Messiah through the Jewish people. So today, with the rise and the renewal of anti-Semitism, even among some Christians, you and I need to have a greater appreciation for the people God selected as his own people. As the witful poet said, how odd of God to choose the Jews. Most people, <laughs> most people look at that little saying and they say, how odd of God. It's, it's the oddity that they consider. But for me, it's not an oddity. It's the fact that God chose a nation. God chose a people. God chose a race. He chose for his own. He chose for his own people, the Jewish nation, Jewish people. And I've got to tell you, friends, if God loves the Jews, you and I better love them too. Now, the Jews aren't perfect, to be sure. They've made a lot of mistakes in their history, and they've paid dearly for those mistakes. But the fact of the matter is, God has used his people as a conduit of his blessing to the entire world. And if we don't recognize that, if we don't see how much we've been blessed by Jewish people, we may begin to hate them like the anti-Semitics do, like the Nazis did. Now, I've looked at two things, two ways that God has blessed the world through the Jews. God blessed all nations with the Bible. He gave the Bible through the Jews, Romans 3. God blessed all nations with the Messiah. God the Son became a man through a nation, the nation Israel, Romans 9. Now, let me take you to one of the Gospels. I'm going to go back to John chapter 4. If you're following along with your Bible, you may want to turn to John 4 as well. John chapter 4 Verse 22 is one of the pivotal verses in all of the Bible. Now, you recognize John chapter 4 is the story of the woman of Samaria. Jesus meets this woman at Jacob's well. They're alone for a time. The disciples have gone into nearby Sychar to buy food for the disciple group. Jesus is left alone. He's Jewish. She's a Samaritan. They're kin, but not blood kin, not close kin. Samaritans were a mixture of Jews and pagans. And Jews ordinarily don't talk to Samaritans because they look down on him. Jesus, on the other hand, begins a conversation with this Samaritan woman. Verse 7 says, a woman from Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, how is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Now, you know what, friends? Over the course of the years, the same dichotomy has developed in the nations of the world. Jews don't intermingle with Samaritans or Germans or Swedes or Arabs, or Americans, 
whatever their nationality may be. But you see, that's partly our fault. Because this woman at the well doesn't want to interact with Jesus. She's at a loss. In fact, Jesus immediately says to her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is who's saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. See, there's great benefit for us in interacting with the Jews. There would be great benefit for this woman to interact with the Jewish Messiah, Jesus, the Savior of Gentiles, Samaritans, and Jews. Now, if you're following along, look down further to verse 19, where the woman says to Jesus, after he's talked about her many husbands, the woman said to him, sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshiped on this mountain. But you say that in Jerusalem is the place where people ought to worship. Jesus said to her, woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know. For salvation is from the Jews. Now, that's John chapter 4, verse 22. I want it to be emblazoned in your mind. I want you to never allow these words to fall from the sticky side of your mind, as I always say. Here are the words. Salvation is from the Jews. See, God blessed all nations with the Bible through Jewish authors. God blessed all nations with the Messiah, Jesus, a Jew, who is the Messiah for Gentiles, just like he is for Jews. But now, God blessed all nations with salvation through the Jews. You know, there are a lot of uh, theologians today, uh, liberal theologians, I have to say, theologians who deny the validity or the accuracy of the gospel accounts of Jesus. They'd rather come up with their own narrative than believe the narrative of eyewitnesses as they wrote these things down, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They say, uh, you know what? We don't believe that all nations benefit with salvation from Jesus. We don't believe that all people benefit. And here's the reason why we don't. Because it says, John chapter 4, verse 22, salvation is from the Jews. And we don't believe John actually wrote John. We don't believe that John was an eyewitness to the crucifixion of Jesus. We don't believe that John was standing somewhere near the cross when Jesus spoke to him. It's recorded in John. And, you know, we really, we're smart enough today to know that John did not write John. We don't know who did. We're going to go against these eyewitness accounts and we're going to say John didn't. Now, here's the problem. If it were not for the Jewish people, these same Jewish people that are often denigrated, often destroyed, these same Jewish people that are looked upon with less than ease by a lot of this world, 
These same Jewish people gave us God's word. They gave us God's Messiah. And you and I need to know that Jewish people gave us God's salvation. You would have no opportunity to be saved today were it not for Jewish people. One in particular, a Jew named Jesus of Nazareth. See, the Savior came to seek and to save the lost. And these modern contemporary theologians say, Jesus was a little confused about his message. He, he really didn't know why he was here. That's all baloney. Jesus knew exactly why he was here. Luke 19.10, he came to seek and to save the lost. Jesus knew exactly why he was here. Jesus, the Savior, brings salvation to the Jews. Jewish people can never be saved by keeping their law, by observing their traditions, or simply by being Jewish. That's just not in the cards for them. That's not how God saves. God saves through a Savior who was crucified to bear the sins of the world. God saves Jewish people through Jesus. But here's something you need to know. Jesus, the Savior, brings salvation to the Jews, but he also brings salvation to the Samaritans. Jesus, the Savior, brings salvation to the Greeks and to the Arabs. Jesus, the Savior, brings salvation to the Buddhist, to the Muslim, to the Hindu, to the Christian, to the atheist, to the agnostic. See, it doesn't matter who you are, friends. You have a Savior today. That Savior is the Jewish Savior named Jesus. God blessed all nations with salvation through a Jewish man. Now, let me take you to two incidences in history, two facts of history to show you how we're all blessed through the Jews. God blessed all nations with Jewish inventions. Do you know that Jewish people invented the polio vaccine? Jonas Salk and his team, they were all Jewish. Jewish people invented antibiotics. Those antibiotics you ask your doctor for, invented by Jewish people. Tuberculosis medicine, invented by a Jew. Cortisone. You like to get them in your shoulder and your knee, don't you? Those shots invented by a Jew. The little pill camera that you swallow when it goes through your body system to see what's going on in there, invented by a Jew. The tablet for prostate cancer, invented by a Jew. God has blessed all nations with Jewish inventions. I'm thankful to you Jews today because God has blessed all nations with Jewish expertise. Do you know that 176 Jews have been awarded the Nobel Prize? And this accounts for 23% of all recipients worldwide. It constitutes 37% of all U.S. recipients. Jewish people. In scientific fields, chemistry, economics, medicine, physics, 27% of all recipients and 40% of all U.S. recipients are Jewish. Jews currently make up 0.25% of the world's population. 
and 2% of the U.S. population. Yet for all the blessing that Jews have been to others, they have failed to do the simple task that God required of them. Micah 6.8 For what does the Lord require of you, Jewish people, and the rest of you as well, but to do justly, to love mercy, to walk humbly before your God? Jewish people have a Savior today, and He's Jewish. But they can never be saved until they recognize their Savior is Jesus of Nazareth. Well, what a powerful reminder from Dr. Woodrow Kroll that God has indeed blessed the world through the Jewish people. Dr. Kroll has been our special guest speaker today on Encounter God's Truth, a weekly radio and internet outreach of Whitcomb Ministries. You can listen to many more messages and programs by Dr. John Whitcomb and friends like Dr. Kroll at sermonaudio.com slash Whitcomb. In fact, we hope you go there and share today's program with a friend. For more information about our ministry, visit our website, whitcombministries.org, and follow us at facebook.com slash whitcombministries. I'm Wayne Shepherd. so thankful that you've joined us today, closing with the words of Psalm 72, verses 17 through 19. His name shall endure forever. His name shall be continued as long as the sun, and men shall be blessed in him. All nations shall call him blessed. Blessed be the Lord God, the God of Israel, who only doeth wondrous things. And blessed be his glorious name forever, and let the whole earth be filled with his glory. Amen and amen. May you have a blessed week ahead as you continue to encounter God's truth.